Well, um, last week when everything, you know, when the news came down regarding BB and all of us are sitting and wondering, you know, what's going to happen to him. So, of course, the first person I had in mind to speak to was Phil Rosen. And finally, thank God, Phil is available to us this morning. We'll speak with him in a moment. He is the vice chair of the Republican Jewish Coalition. He's the vice chair of Birthright, former chairman of American Friends of Likud, hence the, uh, the reference to BB. And he's also vice chair of Yeshiva University. And I mentioned that because I don't think Phil or I expected the first topic of our conversation this morning would be about YU basketball. I landed last night from Los Angeles. The first thing I did was text the four kids of mine who are at the game <laughs> and and heard that YU had to come back from quite a deficit. But, of course, they are advancing. And on Thursday night at Farmingdale, tomorrow night, they'll be in the semifinals of the Skyline Conference. Um on the road, and we are hoping, of course, for a big victory. As you've heard me say all season, they've had an amazing year, especially during 2018, uh, during these last uh, few weeks. And uh, the Max have been playing absolutely incredibly and representing the Jewish people very, very well, I might add. Phil Rosen, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. And, and before we go any further, let's uh, spend a couple of minutes on... Um on that topic, um, well, they, they had they they had, to, they had to really come back from quite a deficit last night, huh? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. They were down by I think it was fifteen, wow. and they came back to closing the gap at the half. But then they opened it up in the second half, and they just played terrific. I'm very proud of my nephew Gabriel Leifer, who um, who is uh, one of the leaders of the team. But they're they're a full team. They've got a number of players are really significant. They've got an Israeli bar um, who's terrific. They've got um, Simcha Halper. They've got a bunch of guys yeah. who are just really, uh, really terrific. They also play the game, as you said beautifully. They play the game with an enormous amount of um, grace, but also respect for the other players. You know, I've never seen um, a team that uh, when the player on the other team falls down, reaches his hand out to grab the player and pick him back up again yep. and ask him if he's okay. By the way, Phil, I have to sh- have to share with you, I was at a game with my son uh, on the road at the Merchant Marine Academy a couple of weeks ago, and the great legendary YU uh, um, a basketball player Dave Kufeld was sitting next to us, and I said to him, what do you think of Gabe Leifer? You know, everyone's talking about your relative, right? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think right. of Gabe Leifer? So he says, well, he is certainly the best He's certainly the best player in the history of college basketball to wear a velvet kippah, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, I, which I thought was great. That's great. And speaking that's about, great. Re- and it, yep, sorry. And he wears it all game long. That's so right. That's uh, as do a lot of the players wearing the kippah yeah. all day long, which is, all yeah. game long, which is amazing. Uh, what was it like sitting with the president of Yeshiva University at the game last night? Would you say he was uh, enthusiastic with the results? Beyond, beyond. You know, Ari Berman is um, uh, doing a fantastic job, not just as um, uh, as president of Yeshiva University and focused on the issues that are really important in terms of getting the the university or keep, keeping the university on the right track. But he's also um, he's a um, he's a people person and he's a student person, and so he was at the game. He was wearing the YU playoff t-shirts that uh, that somebody made up and uh he was screaming and yelling with everybody else um you know um one of the great things was at the end of the game when um 
when they started winning, the players, the the fans started singing Misha Nechdasadar. Oh my Marvin God, Simcha. that is great! And you got to see Rabbi Berman getting into it, waving his arms, and just beautiful, that's really fa- beautiful. That's fantastic. Phil Rosen with us live via telephone. We could talk about a lot of things. Obviously, one of the conversations we have to have on the air soon will be about a birthright and your your experience and its leadership. But today, you know why we asked you a week ago to come on because. Uh, once all this hit the news regarding the Prime Minister of Israel, I wanted to get your perspective, as we haven't had in the past, when he's been hit with uh, with interesting news about his future. And, and well, well, first of all, what do you think? You know, you know the media battle that he faces because the media just keeps piling it on uh, in terms of these uh, accusations. And you know that there's been a recommendation made now to the Attorney General, and he's mulling things over. I mean, how do you how do you view the future of the Prime Minister of Israel at this point? Listen, I think um, Bibi is perhaps one of the two greatest prime ministers um, in the state of Israel. Um, Unfortunately, the left wing, which has lost the voter support completely in Israel, um, now turns to two um, methods of um, aggression against the prime minister and against the right wing. Number one is to attack the prime minister in all sorts of ways. Um, and that's in the press, and that's through the police. That's all sorts of ways. The um, the first thing you should know is that before this um, this these two charges were recommended to the attorney general, which, by the way, we'll get to in a second as to what that means right. in terms of legalities. But before that, there have been fifteen times, fifteen times that. Prime Minister, this Prime Minister has been investigated 15 times, and not one time has anything stuck. What that means is that this is a campaign to hurt this Prime Minister. I'm not going to get into the specifics of, you know, what happened here, and and I don't know. I I have zero knowledge. But what I do know is that this is a man who's transformed the state of Israel um, in all sorts of ways, all sorts of positive ways. Um, so, for example, there are countries now that have relations with Israel in Africa, dozens of countries in Africa and South America that have relationships with Israel to trade with Israel, um, st- stand up for Israel in certain circumstances at the UN and otherwise, um, which didn't have any relationship with Israel in prior prime ministers or prior terms. This is a transformation of Israel entering the world, the world stage, entering the world business uh, enterprise. You know, you have a company like uh, John Medved's company, Our Crowd, which is able to go to Africa, able to go to China, able to do business in India. Um, enormous amount of business. You have, if you go to the hotels in Israel, you see more Chinese and more Indians than you do Jewish tour groups um, today. Wow. It's an amazing thing, amazing transformation of a country. Um, and, you know, the fact that, thank God, it's been, it's been uh, peaceful for the most part, I think that's due to not just him, but that's due to the efforts that he's made over the years to create walls, to create security for the Israeli people, and that's what we want. That's what we need. 
Yeah, there's no question. I mean, we've pointed out how essentially BBS told the world, you know, look what's happening, guys. Hop aboard now, otherwise you're going to be left in the dust. <laughs> and basically, exactly. basically, more and more countries are hopping aboard at the moment. Um, all right. So, but in terms, I mean, can, so I assume the conclusion we should draw from your analysis, therefore, is that it is likely he will survive this because he survived so much regarding the media pummeling in the past. I, I have absolutely no fear. I think um, I think this will disappear, just like the other charges that have been brought against him. The, a- know, the AG may not even uh, bring these charges against them. Exactly, exactly. The AG has uh, unlimited time to study the charges and uh, decide whether they're real or not. And in my opinion, this is Bibi's going to be prime minister as long as Bibi wants to be prime minister, and the Israeli people want to keep him as their prime minister. And the Israeli people are very smart. They've made uh, smart decisions. Um, they're heading in the direction of trying to transform Israel into a first-tier country, uh, along with the United States. And in many respects, they've done that. You know, it's the it's the second country in the world in terms of um, technological uh, developments. Number two to the United States. That's amazing. Imagine that's ahead of places like India, places like um, the UK, France, you know, all the countries that uh, haven't stuck up for Israel many times in the past, um, but countries that have developed um, uh, economies way beyond um, Israel have been, you know, hundreds of years ahead of Israel in, uh, in, in developing their economy. And just look and, at the, uh, uh, look at the difference of population numbers and it's, it's astounding, just incredible. Amazing. Uh, Phil Rosen is with us. Well, like I said, you know, there are a lot of topics that you and I uh, could discuss for hours here on the air today, though. I'll, uh, just include one more for now. Uh, you've had the opportunity to travel and to, um, meet some very interesting people and, and, and this conversation, this debate or this issue has come up in the last couple of weeks here on the air. Uh, can can one, especially with, with your with your background and your associations, can you travel and speak to members of foreign government without officially being seen as a representative of the state of Israel, without being seen as a messenger, so to speak, for Bibi Netanyahu? I'm not I'm not talking about those times when he actually asks you to be a messenger. I'm talking about those times where it's to everyone's benefit that it not be seen like that. Is it possible uh, to to make that distinction and to accomplish something? When, when traveling and visiting other countries? So I, I travel a lot for business to um, all across the world, all around the world, um, including um, to Arab countries, the United Arab Emirates, um, Saudi Arabia, um, and several other countries. And so when I go, you know, I'm representing only myself, um, but uh, the countries are very interested in... Um, in the views of the American Jewish community and American Jewish leadership. So, you know, I, I have the ability, and I know a lot of other people um, do as well, um, to speak to, um, to leadership in these countries. And, um, you know, sometimes it's very meaningful. Sometimes it's, uh, it's important, at least I think so, and I hope so. So you're I hope a- we accomplish things. So you're able to not officially um, represent a group, but because of the... Uh, of your associations and, and what you bring to the table, so to speak, they understand that you're representing more than just yourself, that there are, that there are many people, whether it be American Jews, people in Israel, et cetera, uh, whose, whose opinion would certainly be in line with yours. 
Right, that's probably correct. Interesting, and uh, that's helped. That's yeah, it, it is something special. It's something that I, I hope I can continue for many years to come. Phil Rosen, uh, Vice Chair, Public and Jewish Coalition, Birthright Israel, Yeshiva University, former Chairman of American Friends of Likud. You think YU is going to be sending a fan bus to Farmingdale tomorrow night? Oh, definitely, definitely. They announced it at the game, and uh, having been to the last, I, I've I've attended. Um, and I, I wonder if I'm one of the few board members to have attended this many uh, Yeshiva University Maccabee games, but I've attended five games in the last uh, the last few weeks, including the prior game at Farmingdale, which was um, oh, a couple that, of weeks ago. Oh, that was the, that week. was the double overtime loss, right? Exactly. Oh, exactly. what a heartbreaker! So, what a heartbreaker! Yeah, <laughs> it was really really disappointing, and we you know we had hope. Hopefully, they'll do better. Um, this time, um, before we get off sure. the air, I'd love to um, say one thing. As you said at the beginning about birthright, sure. Um, one of the few causes in the Jewish history that has successfully changed the nature of Jewish history is birthright. They've taken five hundred thousand kids wow. um, and kids, six, uh, you know, nineteen to twenty-six. Um, and now they've raised the age group to 32. But they've taken these kids who left Judaism, literally left or never entered. You know, some of them were born Jewish but never had any Jewish education, Jewish involvement at all, and brought 500,000 back to Judaism, 50,000 a year, um, back to Judaism, back to an association with the State of Israel, um, given them a foundation to their lives, so as far as I'm concerned, it's it's one of the few causes where you can actually see um, your dollars um, work. Um, you can see people coming back to Judaism. I love hearing the stories from the alumni of Birthright as to what was in their life before and what's in their lives now. Um, the, and that, uh, and that's, the why facts, you've, that's why you've said to me yeah. that, that the funders, and, and especially the major funders and founders, Ha, ha, get, get credit for a transformation uh, in, in, in Judaism, this modern era that none of us can comprehend. That's exactly right. And uh, the opportunity now is for everybody in the Jewish community to take a look at Birthright and see if that's something you want to get involved in, because even for us um, in, in the world where our kids spend a year in Israel so that they don't have the opportunity to go on Birthright, it's really important that we take a look at it and see, because if we have the ability to change the nature of where Judaism is going, and remember, outside of the Orthodox community, there's something like a 70 to 73% intermarriage rate. Right. So if we can change the nature of Judaism, if we could change the direction um, and uh, change that number, I think that uh, we're doing a mitzvah, that's for sure. And uh, it's a mitzvah that will stay with you your entire life. No question. Very important message for this audience. Much appreciated. Phil, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Nachum. Take care. Stay well. I appreciate it. See that. you Thursday night. Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem. <laughs> Phil Rosen, there he is. Uh, yes, when he says Thursday night, he's referring to tomorrow night's playoff game, Yeshiva at Farmingdale. Wishing everybody at YU a lot of luck in the big contest tomorrow night. Amazing, amazing.